All right, guys, um, I'm going to try to transition here uh, into the message this week. Of course, today is Palm Sunday, uh, the beginning of Holy Week. Uh, and there's just some things that we've been doing as a series. We've been doing Jesus Is. And we started two weeks. This is the third week, actually, of this series. And it was Jesus Is Healer, Jesus Is Love, which was last week talking about perfect love and how it casts out fear. And then today, I really felt led to talk about Jesus Is Provider. Jesus is provider. And it's not necessarily about money. And I'm talking about money, although this is a part of it. And what I'm talking, what I just felt the sense is that as Jesus made his way to this earth and made his way to the cross and spent time coming into the city of Jerusalem and having this Palm Sunday, what he was doing was paving the way to be our provider for everything that we need, most importantly, the relationship that we can have with God the Father. He paved that way. He made that avenue available. Jesus is provider. He is the provider. And I want to look at a portion of scripture, uh, if you want to turn with me, uh, to Matthew 14. Matthew 14. And I want to talk about the loaves and the fish. And the Lord, I, I've preached on this, I don't know, maybe six, seven months ago, but the Lord keeps continuing. Every time I read it, I feel like he gives something different or something new or some, another insight into what this means and how we can look at this and see how Jesus really is our provider and that he really is the one in which all of this multiplication of provision actually comes through. And I don't want you to be thinking only about money in this case or only about the loaves of fish, but everything that you have in your life, that he is the multiple and provider of the love that you need to love your kids, of of the strength that you need to make it through another day at work, for the peace that you need to get through the coronavirus situation and stuff that's going on. All this stuff, he is everything that we need. And I will start in Matthew 14, verse 13. Verse 13. It says, when Jesus heard it, he departed from there by boat to the deserted place by himself. So stop right there. So heard what? What did he hear? He actually heard that John the Baptist was beheaded. This is what Jesus heard. And think about it, that here he is as a man, fully man, fully God, on earth, saying, oh my gosh, you know, my, you know, my, actually, my cousin, really, right? So my cousin has just been killed. And the grief that he must have felt, the pain that he must have felt on the inside. When we lose a loved one, I think about all those people who are out there yeah. who are losing loved ones during this time. Not even because of Corona, but just losing loved ones in general and the pain that they felt. And what Jesus did is he departed there by boat to a deserted place. He went and he went to be by himself. And the first thing I want us to notice here is that Jesus has experienced everything you're experiencing right now. Mm-hmm. Everything you're experiencing today, every struggle, every pain, every issue, every challenge, every temptation, he has experienced all of it when he was here. And then it says this, but when the multitudes heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude. Look at this. This is at the end of verse 14. And he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. Now, this story is in all four of the Gospels, the the feeding of the 5,000, feeding of the 4,000, I believe, is in three of the four Gospels. I can't remember totally. But this miracle of Jesus feeding the 5,000, look what it, so the multitudes heard that John the Baptist was killed, and what did they do? What did Jesus do? He went to be alone to get with his father. This is what Jesus did. So he is our model and our example. What did the people do? They went to find Jesus because they're like, I don't know what to do with this. I have no idea. Oh my gosh, this prophet who was proclaiming you were coming. Now he's dead and we're not sure what to do. And John the Baptist had disciples. And what did they do? It says, 
And when they heard it, they followed him on, they went to find Jesus. All these people ran to Jesus. Why? Because they know that Jesus is love. They know that Jesus is healer. They know that Jesus was the provider. And what did he have? He had compassion on them. He had compassion on them, he loved them, and he brought healing to each and every one of them. Next verse, verse 15. And when it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, This is a deserted place, the hour is already late. Send the multitudes away that they may go into the village and buy themselves some food. So it, it talks about in different passages within this, it says that the, there was the apostles uh, uh, versus disciples. And I'm assuming that they meant the 12 of them came. They have already seen miracles. They already know that Jesus can do miracles. And in the natural, they were looking at this large crowd, which says there was 5,000 people, 5,000 men. And so the estimates are probably 20,000 people were there. Okay. And they're looking at all these people going, it's late. They got to eat. It's time to go get food. Just send them away. And Jesus is like, no, 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 no. They came to me. They came to me to be fed. Not in the sense of physical food, but they came to me to be fed, for, to be their provider for everything that they need. So verse 16 says this. I love this. But Jesus said to them, they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. He's just like, he turns to his apostles, just like, okay, well, you guys handle this. You give them something to eat. And I love the way Jesus works. Like, one, he, he, he knew, you know, what was going on. He understood the situation. I also believe that the actual apostles, as Jesus was there with them, had the power to begin praying over and multiplying and seeing Jesus and the power of God move through it. But they didn't. What they did is they were like, hey, next verse. And they said to him, hey, there's only five loaves and two fish. They're like, they are looking, as we all do, right? We all do that. We look at the natural circumstance. We look at our checking account. We look at our relationships. We look here, we look there. We look at everywhere and we only see what we see. And what Jesus was trying to get his disciples, his apostles, and all of us to see through the writing of this is to take our eyes off the situation. Take our eyes off the circumstance. Yeah, there's five loaves and two, two fish. What are you going to do with that to feed 20,000 people? And Jesus was like, take your eyes off of that. And so what does he say next? He says, he says, bring them here to me. So he's like, all right, just bring them to me. Bring me the loaves, bring me the fish, and let me show you how this is done because he is our provider. And then he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass. So he basically said in one of the, I don't know if it's Mark, uh, he, Mark was very detailed and Luke was very detailed in his writing too. He said in 50s and 100. So if you think about this, they're now splitting up into groups of 50. Let's just call it 50 or 100, let's say 50. So 20,000 people are going through in, in, in these groups of 50. And he's got these 12 disciples, he's got these loaves and these fish. And watch what he ends up doing next. So he took the five loaves and the two fish, and look at this, and looking up to heaven. Jesus turns his eyes to heaven. Mm -hmm. He turns his eyes to God the Father. And he says, look, hey, this is what I have. What each and every one of us needs to do. Turning our eyes to the Lord. Saying, this is what I have. Father, take what I have. I'm bringing it all to you. All my loaves, all my fishes, all my strength, all my energy, all my love. Everything that I have, I'm just bringing it to you. Lord, you be the one that multiplies. You be the one that provides for every need. You be the one that does all of the difficult, hard-lifting work. And I, all I'm required to do is bring to you what I have. And here's what he does. He looks to heaven. I love that. He looks then. He, Jesus, who is the one who paves the way to God the Father, he is looking up to as our eyes are on Jesus. His eyes are on the Father. I love this. It says, and he blessed 
and broke and gave the loaves to his disciples. He blessed it. First thing he did was he blessed it. God, do what only you can do. I'm going to bless this. And look what he did next. He broke it. He actually took the loaves and began to multiply. He took one piece and made it into two. So that miracle started with Jesus' faith to say, you know what? We're going to multiply this bread. He broke it. And then what did he do next? He gave it. He gave it to his disciples to continue to walk in faith for that multiplication. And isn't that a great foreshadowing of what he did on the cross? What he did on the cross. Blessed by God, he was broken, and then he gave his life for you and for me. He gave that life this holy week, this time of uh, Palm Sunday and going into Good Friday. And then it looks at the, at the next part of this verse. It says, and the disciples gave to the multitude. So now the disciples are like, all right, let's do this. Let's just start seeing Jesus is our provider. We're trusting in him. And so verse 20 says, and they all ate and were filled. Ah, they were filled. So you're thinking like, I don't know, like I just imagine the situation happening and the basket's coming to you next. And you're looking at it and you're just like, well, you know, maybe I'll just take a little bit out of it. Maybe I'll just take a little bit out of it. No, it says they ate and they were filled. They weren't rationing it off. They weren't saying, no, what Jesus provides for you and for me is more than enough. Everything that you need for the situation that you're in, when you turn your hearts and your eyes to him. I love, and just for me, this miracle as it was happening, and I just keep sensing of, you know, when Jesus prayed uh, over this, over these loaves and fish, when he broke it, I don't believe that, I think it would have said it somewhere in one of the gospels, that a mound, this huge mound of fish and loaves just showed up. Boom. All of a sudden, like the entire, imagine how much loaves it would take to feed 20,000 people. Or how many fish? So that they would be filled. Not a little bit, to be filled. So it wasn't like he prayed it and all of a sudden looked behind him and said, Hey, look at all the loaves and fish that appeared. No, the miracle was in the process. The miracle was each person taking that basket and passing it to the next one and eating until they were filled and then passing it again and taking what they need and passing. So the actual miracle of multiplication, the miracle of Jesus' provision happens in the process. It doesn't always happen all at once. You say, Jesus, I need this bill paid. And you look at your bank account and the money doesn't automatically show up from some random source you want. But as you continue to walk in faith, as you believe in faith, as you speak in faith, God continues to make ways and provide for everything that you need because Jesus is our provider. So as a, as a mathematician or as an engineer, I started doing some math. I'm just like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. How quickly could we actually have fed 20,000 people? Like, I mean, because it said it was late. It said it was dessert. Like, did this happen? And like, what happened? So I started doing the math. I'm like, so if they fed everybody in like two hours and every person had the basket and they started with 12, how fast? How? And if you do the math, each person has a couple seconds with the basket. And they could have been fed in like an hour or two. So each person grabbed what they needed, like 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, and they passed it. And it kept going. And this miracle continued to occur for at least an hour or probably two, depending on how many baskets. It doesn't say how many baskets they had. But what it does say next is that they came back with 12 baskets full of leftovers. They came actually back with leftovers. So in, in my mind, as I'm watching this whole thing, I feel like faith is rising like by the second. Like they're passing it, they're passing it. And these groups of 50 that are all, there's 33 groups of 50, if, you know, as, 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 they're, as they're passing these things out. Or each disciple had 33 groups of 50 that they had to uh, 
uh, go after. So think about that. Mm -hmm. 33 groups, each disciple or apostle was passing. And they start, I would think there was like excitement there. Like people were going, oh my gosh, look at this. Oh my gosh, it's still going. Everything that we need, everything that we need is here. It says at the end of that verse, and they took up 12 baskets full of the fragments that remained. And I love that it was one basket for each apostle. It was just like, you know what? Each one of you, I'm going to show that each group that you went and fed, there is leftovers available for each and every one of us. And in verse 21, it says this, and those who had eaten were about 5,000 men besides women and children. That's how we get, you know, to that larger number, say about 20,000 people. You know, this is, and I just want to encourage you, turn to Jesus. Jesus is provider. He is our provider in every way, shape, or form. And again, I'm not talking about just money. I'm talking about in every situation, every part of your life. You know, we, we talk about a lot that Jesus is our Savior. We pray that Savior prayer. But also, guess what, guys? Jesus needs to be Lord of our life, Lord of every area. And when he's Lord of every area of your life, including finance and relationships, then you place him in that position of lordship over that and you give him the, that authority in that area right. and you then submit to him in that area and then obey. If he says keep passing the bread, you keep passing the bread. If he says give, you give. If he says call someone, you call someone. And Jesus is beginning to do that work. Uh, in your life. And I just really felt like as we took communion, he was blessed, broken, and given. And Jesus is our provider, and we just need to trust in him for everything this week, every week, this situation, every situation yeah. that we might have. As you're talking about this, I'm reminded of um, we were living in a mobile home, mm. right? And we had left the job at GE, and so our income had gone from many figures down to about one year, I think it was $16,000 we mm. made in that one year. And during that time, I feel like we had five, probably five or six kids. And I would go to the grocery store mm. and the word of the Lord to me was, don't worry about money. And I always yeah. be like, Lord, what does that mean? I mean, like go to this, you know, just fill up the cart with steaks. You know, like, what does that mean? <laughs> right. Don't worry about money. And, um, and as I would, I mean, literally I learned this lesson at the grocery store. So, Hey, Joyce Meyer, you know, me and her, we're learning lessons at the grocery store. Um, I'd walk through the grocery store and I'd come to the grapes, you know, organic grapes, it's $5.99 for a package or non-organic grapes, 99 cents a pound. Mm. And in that moment, the Lord was like, what would you normally buy? Well, I would normally buy the organic grapes. And so I would buy the organic grapes. Avocados? I don't buy organic avocados. I can just buy the regular. So I have my list of what I buy organic, what I don't. And what he meant was live as you, as you have been living, I can provide and I will provide. And so that's what I began to do. I wasn't filling the cart full of steaks, even when we were at GE, because it's just not how we grocery shop. Right. So, um, it was a lesson and we never, we never lacked ever. We never lacked for food. He provided, we needed a refrigerator once. Oh man. We needed a refrigerator (laughs) once so badly. We had so many people in the house and the fridge was literally like falling apart yeah. on the inside to hold all the food that we and it was needed. like a mini fridge it, it was, was like so you know small. not even a normal size yes. fridge it was so small and we had gotten into the mentality of survival mm. right like okay we can do this god has called us here we're we're gonna hunker down we're gonna suffer for god you know <laughs> with our fridge mm. and so we had been living with that fridge for a pretty long time mm. and um we came to church one sunday and there was a group of women here who were selling purses that were made yeah, by yeah. women coming out of slavery and, you know, support these women by buying purses. And at that time we didn't have, we didn't have a lot of money f- for shopping. I didn't shop very often. 
Um, but especially I always, for purses. Especially for purses, right? But I'd always <laughs> squirrel away a little money here or there whenever I could steal it out of his wallet and squirrel it away. Um, it wasn't really stealing so much. It was just, you know, Informed borrowing. borrowing <laughs> informed theft. Right. Um, so I, I felt led to buy this purse. I bought this purse. It was $50. That was like, it was so much money for me mm, to spend mm, on mm. something non-essential. I can do the grapes. Those are for my kids. I don't want to eat in chemicals. Like that one I could do. This was by this purse. And I mean, I was out in this lobby of the sanctuary, for, mm. lobby of the church forever debating whether or not to buy mm. this purse. I finally buy the purse. I'm like, okay, I love this purse. As soon as I buy it, I am in ownership of this purse like for seconds. like <clears throat> a minute and a half before <clears throat> the Lord says to me that that's not your purse. I'm just like, what? That's not your purse. And he told me immediately who to give it to. Mm. And I just Come on. stood there. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Do you know how hard it was for me to even buy this purse in the first place? And now you're telling me that I'm not even allowed to keep the purse? So I didn't, I didn't do it right away. I wrestled and mm. I fought with the Lord mm. for a good like 10 minutes. <laughs> and I even went out to the car with the purse. And I get in the car and I'm Maybe sitting, if I get in the car. <laughs> I'm sitting in the car with this purse. And he looks at me. He's like, what's wrong? Just like... Tears just fill up my eyes. It's like, this isn't my purse. He's like, what? Well, where'd the purse come from? And whose is it? It's like, I bought it. He's like, well, why isn't it yours? I was like, because God said it's not mine. It's like, I gotta go. And out the car I go, right? I slam the door. And I go and I find the person. And I hand her the purse. I was like, this purse is for you. This purse isn't mine. This purse isn't mine. And as soon as I decided in my heart, this purse isn't mine, then that was it. It was over. I decided, but it just took me a little while to get there. Um, and I gave her the purse with tears in my eyes. Mm. Um, I was like, this purse is for you. And I went home and I was in peace. So I had the struggle, but once I had made the decision in my heart and once the truth got into my heart of this purse isn't mine, mm. once that truth was real to me, then it was, the giving was easy. Once I got there, we went home. I didn't think anything else about the purse. It didn't plague me. It didn't bother me. Nothing. Tuesday, mm. I get a phone call from a friend. Hey, Liz, I have a friend who's moving, and she has a brand new side-by-side <laughs> -side fridge. It's huge. It's got the ice and all the stuff, and she just wants to give it away. And she wanted to know if I knew anybody. Do you know of anybody who needs one? Um, she's like, I thought of you. I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, girl, I need a, I need a fridge. Yep. And so what the Lord spoke, I mean, I just began bawling. Mm. I'm pretty sure, now I'm not positive, she'll have to confirm this, that the, the woman who I gave the purse to happened to be visiting with her kids at my house that day. It's possible. Yeah, Someone was visiting at our house that day, and I'm thinking yeah, it might have been her. Yeah. Um, and the Lord spoke to my heart, and he said, when you live with an open hand, mm. you can receive and mm. you can give. Mm. And he will fill my hand with all that I need. Yeah. And sometimes, it, sometimes that's been a purse Sometimes the Lord has just blessed me with just little things that weren't needed, but he just knew that they were just going to speak and love to me, that they were going to communicate and show his love for me. Um, but open hand and faith are the two things I learned that Tuesday. Just trust him. Trust him with what little you have. And if he says to buy the purse, don't fight with him. Buy the purse. And then yeah. when he says to give the purse, give the purse. That's right. Like, give it. And, right. and get to that decision really quick. This doesn't even belong. This isn't mine. 
This doesn't belong to me. Um, And that always helps me to give. When I have money, he's a more natural giver than I am. I mean, let's just be honest because I'm out there, right? I'm a constant confessor. It's easier for him to be generous than it is for me with money. Um, And I've grown by leaps and bounds. So under his his leadership, right? Um, But you can't outgive God. You can't outgive God. And sometimes he'll leave a tip like 45%. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, she wasn't even that good of a waitress. You know, but um, you can't outgive God. And so trusting him with what what we have. We look, and I, I mean, I saw little. I don't have enough money to spend fifty dollars. Just like this, the story we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't despise the little you have. Mm. You know, Jesus didn't despise mm. that it was such a little bit. That's right. The apostles, I think, did. Yeah, they're like, this is this is all. Work. This is what we, <clears throat> what, what, look, look at this. It's just fish and bread. It's not enough. Right. And there's like a despising there. Mm. But Jesus, look, he blessed it. Mm. So I encourage you, bless. Mm. Speak the blessing of mm. heaven over what you do have. Mm. Over what you do mm. have, mm. and then surrender it to, to the Lord right. and just dis, like disperse it as he tells you to. Amen. So sometimes um, I was saying you're a better giver than I, sometimes when I'm holding offering or when I'm going to give, I have to make that decision. This doesn't even belong to me. That's right. That's cause that's the big, that's yeah. the big thing that holds me back. Like, yeah. This is mine. Right. This doesn't even belong to me, Lord. What do you want me to do with it? It makes yeah. it easy to give when I recognize and I acknowledge this doesn't even belong right. to me. Right. And then he can bless it, multiply it, mm. You know, and then lead me in giving it, and he can also fill and f- fill my needs, That's right. and then just add a little extra on top because <clears throat> he's right. good and right. he does that. Well, I think of the I think of the boy in this story yeah. who had the five loaves. Like he gave all of it. He's, he wasn't like, hey, you know what? Time out. Let me just take at least one loaf and one of the fish. You go multiply maybe four and one. Did. I didn't say he did that, but <laughs> what what it did say is that everybody ate and was full. Yeah. And they all had the, what they needed. So Jesus was the provider. And so I think that young boy trusted yeah. and said, you know what? I trust in this. I've seen what Jesus can yeah. do. I've seen, I've heard the testimonies. I've seen the miracles. It said he, he had compassion. He healed them, yeah. which means this is post seeing a bunch of healing. Mm-hmm. And so here are the apostles who are close to Jesus. Like, oh, well, how's this going to work? Yeah. The boy's just like, here, let's take this and let's do it. So I let's wonder if the, if the 12, if the baskets of leftovers went back to the boy and he yeah. ended up yeah, maybe. with much, much more <clears throat> than, he had than what he had given in the beginning. Could be. I haven't. I don't know. Speculation. Say. But guys, I just want to, I want to pray with you as we close, uh, because I know each and every one of us needs to make uh, Jesus as Lord in our life, yeah. whether it be finances, <clears throat> whether it be relationships, whether whatever it might be, uh, we need to understand and recognize that Jesus is the provider. Mm-hmm. He is a provider for all of you. He paved the way at the cross. Mm-hmm. What we're looking at this Holy Week, what we are celebrating on Good Friday, and then what we are celebrating on Easter Sunday as he rose from the grave, as he defeated death mm-hmm. and took all of our sins, paid all of the price for everything he made away. He is our ultimate provider for everything. So if you have a need in your life, I just want you to raise your hand where you're at. Obviously, I can't see your hand. Uh, you know, you can put, you can message us on Facebook or something, but I just want to encourage you just put your hand up right now and the Lord sees your hands. Yeah. Holy Spirit sees your hands. He knows who has a hand raised, who just needs to put their trust in some area in their mm-hmm. life as Jesus being the provider. And I want to encourage you making Jesus Lord over every area of your life. It's something we each have to do. Mm day after day and there's areas in each of our lives where we've taken over we've taken control for what i usually out of fear um and so just re-acknowledging lord you know i lay this down again i lay this down again and i make you lord and then i think of the wedding at cana 
you know, where Amen. Mary said, do what he tells you to do. Amen. So we surrender, we surrender it to Jesus because he's trust. He is worthy of our trust. Amen. He is trustworthy. He has Amen. proved himself Amen. over and over and over again. Amen. He, you can trust him with your finances. You can trust him with your children Amen. and their safety. <clears throat> you do not have to live in fear. Amen. You can trust him. Um, and, and so making him Lord is trusting him and offering again and again and again those things into his care instead of trying to hold on to it for our own selves. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you for the price that he paid, the provider of everything that we need, most importantly, that relationship with you. He bridged that amazing gap that we can have a direct personal relationship with you. Father, we just thank you for it. And Father, each person has their hand raised. Father, we just ask now that you begin to meet the need in their life. We ask in the name of Jesus that all needs are met, that you are the ultimate provider. And that, Father, we just say the name of Jesus. We speak that name, the powerful, mighty, beautiful name of Jesus over every situation. If that's you this morning out there, and you just, I just encourage you just to use the name of Jesus now, to speak to the situation, to say, I'm turning this over to you, Lord. I'm making you Lord of my life in every area, whatever area specifically you're raising your hand for. Maybe it's healing, maybe it's finances, maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's the uncertainty in the job market, unemployment, whatever it is. We're giving it all to you this morning. All of our loaves, all of our fish, we're giving it to you. And Father, meet each person right where they're at. Work in their situation. Work in their situation. And we thank you for it. We thank you for it. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. amen. Well, I have just a little benediction to read out of 1 Peter 5 as we close. And so thank you for joining us today. Again, remember sending your testimonies and your prayer requests uh, so we can get them and distribute them to the right people. Uh, and then encourage you to, as a family, maybe do the kids' uh, Seeds Family Worship tonight at 7 p.m. on their Facebook Live site. Uh, what's that? Oh, there's a, 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 a Erie First Assembly. Uh, there's a Good Friday, I believe it's like a drive-through drive service. We were going to participate with them originally in doing a combined kind of Good Friday service. I think Sydney was going to be on the worship team up there, and I don't know, I'm not sure we were going to do anything at the moment, but obviously that got changed, so uh, Nicole reached out to us. Uh, this week, and so they're kind of doing a parking lot service where you just drive through. Uh, you get some communion in a bag with people who have gloves on. It's all been prepared in those little pre-packets. Um, and then you drive through, and I think somebody will pray with you. If you have a prayer request, you can give it. I think it's just a short thing between 6 and 8 p.m. at Erie First on Oliver Road. So check that out. Uh, so check it out if you're interested in going. Uh, that would be great. I encourage you to do that. Uh, but, you know, be led by the Lord yeah. and be led by the Spirit uh, as, he, as He leads and directs you this week. And I encourage you, as we talked about this week, maybe God's telling you to begin fasting something. Maybe you just need to take communion every day this week. Yeah. I don't know what it is that God's speaking to you, and I'm not going to tell you what to do, but ask the Lord, what does He want you to go do this week? And if you do what He says, there is blessing. <clears throat> He's leading you in the ways of life. Amen. Amen. All right, First Peter 5, 10. And after you've suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Let me say it again. He will himself restore, confirm, 
strengthen and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Well, it's great hanging out with you guys today. We'll see you back here uh, next week. For Easter Sunday, I don't know if we'll do something a little bit differently. Uh, we're not Stay sure. Stay tuned to Stay Facebook tuned. and Instagram yeah, we'll let you to know, know if anything changes. What we're up to. Or we might just do it just like this. Whatever the Lord leads, yeah. we're going to be obedient to that. All right, love you guys. Have a great week and be blessed.